It's the 5th of September and I'm still sick. Uh, yesterday I talked about implementing the secondary spell into the game and yesterday morning. And then during the day I took the time to actually implement it and test it. As I was thinking about it, uh, like before I implemented it and was trying to imagine in my head what it would be like, I was actually concerned that it wasn't going to be very fun. Uh, the concern was that the one that I decided to implement was a secondary spell that would cast each time the player killed an enemy. And that's an interesting secondary spell. There's a few reasons that it's interesting. One, if you're fighting a lot of weaker enemies, it actually makes you stronger versus them. So it's a very good secondary spell versus slimes, which when you kill them, they split, and then you have more enemies to deal with. Uh, so you end up you end up firing a lot more often against uh, uh, hordes of weaker enemies. Versus if you're fighting a boss, then it's not a very good secondary spell because you might not you might not have the opportunity to cast it very often. Um, currently, both bosses, I mean, the first boss is the slimes, and then the second boss summons fire slimes or kind of spits them out. So uh, currently, it is useful for both bosses. But if you had a boss that didn't summon any minions, then it wouldn't be a good spell at all for that boss. So that part of it's interesting. But I was concerned that it would feel bad if you killed an enemy and there weren't any enemies nearby or there was a wall between you and the nearest enemy, so then the spell wouldn't trigger, uh, it wouldn't fire. I was concerned that that would feel bad. And from my initial testing, it doesn't. It actually, it, what it does is it makes you consider that and try to position, it, it leans into the positioning even more where when you're about to kill one enemy, you're considering your positioning relative to the other enemies so that you can hit another enemy. So I found myself positioning uh, my wizard, as an example, um, near the edge of a wall where I could see two enemies at once. That way when I killed one of them, my secondary spell would activate and hit the other one. And when it didn't happen, it didn't feel like a big deal. I think the reason, uh, it's hard to say why uh, it works, but I think the reason, this is kind of retrospect, I think the reason is because it's, it is a secondary spell. Like you already kind of go into it with this idea that it's just like a bonus. Like whenever the secondary spell activates, you're just getting, it's just gravy. You know, you're getting, it's icing on the cake. And... So it works because of that. At least it worked for me. I need to get it in front of playtesters and make sure that it works for them as well. But, you know, I trust my initial... I, I obviously have to trust my initial judgment on features like this um, because that's kind of what motivates me to... Uh, not motivates me, but it gives me the information that I need to know, you know, should I risk polishing this feature a little bit more because obviously when I implemented it yesterday it was in its most basic form it was uh, not ready for 
other play testers. It was ready, only ready for me as a designer. It was a basically a prototype of the feature. So I need to uh, flesh out the feature a little bit more uh, and then try to get it in front of play testers this week. But it was really exciting because I was already seeing interactions that I hadn't seen before. As an example, I was um, playing around with a different secondary spell that would trigger every time your character got hit. And I realized that that secondary spell would be interesting when paired with the charm that uh, increases your attack the first time you get hit in a new dungeon. So then it's like getting hit is, uh, you know, you get two kind of two benefits for getting hit in that situation. Um, and I found that play testers, they, they tend to be like, well, I'm not planning on getting hit, so I'm not going to get this feature. But maybe if they had a secondary spell that did it, then it might tempt them to get the charm and try it. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But the point that I'm making uh, with that anecdote is that there were interactions that I hadn't foreseen. And not that it's a hard one to foresee, but that I just hadn't considered it. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for enough complexity that the players, when they're playing the game, they'll go, oh, there's an interaction here that I hadn't considered until I got this alignment of spells and relics and charms. And now I can see this interaction and it's interesting. Because uh, that's, that's where the variety of builds will come from and that will help with replay value. Another secondary spell that I played around with briefly yesterday was one that activates each time you use your relic. And that one's cool too. Uh, and it would, it would be beneficial, obviously, to have a relic with a uh, quicker cooldown cool time. The dash relic has a pretty significant cooldown time. I think it's five seconds right now. And that's because... I don't want the game to be about dashing to get out of tight situations. I want people to learn to maneuver out of those situations. And in fact, I put dashing in the game, but it's not actually, as a designer, I don't think it's the funnest way to play the game. I think it's funner to play the game without dashing. But I am leaving it as an as a option um, for the player. That if the player thinks that that's the funnest way to play the game, then they can do that. But I'm going to slightly discourage the player from getting the dash relic. I'm, I think I'm going to have other relics be tempting. Try to tempt them to the other relics because I think they're going to be what I consider to be the more interesting way to play the game as the creator of the game. So anyway, it was a good day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still sick. My voice is still not great. I ended up recording some voiceover for the trailer uh, today anyways. Even though I'm sick, I'll probably end up having to re-record it. But I wanted to have something so I can get that draft ready because I'm, I'm, bottlenecked, I'm bottlenecked right now. The bottleneck is the game's trailer. And it's a bottleneck for both the Kickstarter and for the Steam page because I don't want to announce the Steam page on my YouTube channel or even in my Discord uh, 
which even though I've been trying to keep it rather secret, I've already got 30 wish lists. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not a lot of wish lists, but it's also more than I was expecting, considering I've only really, well, I, I guess I did um, announce it on the podcast episode yesterday. So, you know, I did tell people to go wish list it and linked it there. But I, I actually, yesterday before the podcast, I already had like 23. So, um, you know, all I've done is send it to, sent it to kind of like close friends and family essentially. Um, or like some other developers that I, you know, interact with frequently. And so I was surprised at how many wish lists there are, but I, you know, obviously that number is going to increase way more quickly when I start doing devlogs on YouTube, announce the game on YouTube, start talking about the game, send it out to my email list, uh, post it in my Discord. I'm going to get a lot of wish lists really quickly, but um, when that happens, the Steam algorithm is going to be um, watching how well the game's page converts. And so having a trailer is crucial to it converting better, right? If I don't have a good trailer, it won't convert well. And then Steam will be like, well, you know, he got a lot of wish lists from this tra from this external traffic, but it didn't convert that well. So we're not really going to show it to other people. And I want to try and avoid that. So I'm, I'm bottlenecked by this trailer video. And uh, so I need to work on it this week. So my, my two goals this week are, are a second draft for the trailer video because the first draft I already did that, got some feedback on it. So I need a second draft. And then I want to implement the secondary spell feature um, to the point where I can test it with play testers because I need, to, I need to validate that feature. If it's not going to work, then I might just have to um, try and create enough build, uh, interesting builds using only the relics and charms. Um, I'm, I may need to do that uh, because I can't, like I, I can't continue. I can't continue experimenting with new features um, forever. Like I have to, I have to. At some point, I have to commit to production fully, right? And and start just making content for the game. Um, I have to say, yeah, this game is good and it just needs content now, which is already to that point. That's why I'm already to production. Like it's already good and I could just add a bunch of content and release it and it would be a good game. It would sell well. But I have this idea of, of secondary spells that I think could add a lot to the game. And so even though I'm already in, like I've already made it to the production point, if we're using the term from my book, even though I've already made it to the point where I could go to production, I haven't yet. And the reason I haven't yet is because one, I need to validate the idea financially um, through Kickstarters, through a Kickstarter and or wish lists. Uh, because I think I'm realizing that wish list is a valid way to answer that question as well. If you can get enough wish lists, then you're going to know how well it's going to sell through the wish list, essentially. And so I need to validate the game financially. And I want to, 
I want to increase the increase the complexity of it um, in this particular space, uh, you know, because I've I've made the game very simple in a lot of places, but I don't want it to be a simple game. I want it to be a complex game, and there is already some complexity with the positioning, the relics, and the charms. But I think I can increase the complexity exponentially by adding secondary spells. And that's why I'm trying it. That's why I'm trying to do it. I think it'll make the game more interesting. But if it doesn't work, it's already a good game. And I can release it. And people will really like it. Uh, you know, I can focus on, on making what it is now into the best experience possible. And that's how I know that I'm already at the production point. So... That's going to be it for this episode. I don't want to ramble on. I think those are the main points that I was, despite it being a rambly podcast. <laughs> that's that's the pitch, right? But I, I think those are the main points that I want to talk about, and I address them pretty directly. And so um, I apologize for the less rambly episode today. Uh, uh, thanks again for the support, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Oh, and wishlist the game on Steam. <laughs>